All right, guys, welcome back to another edition, this month's edition of Nerdthusies Poker Podcast. Uh, make sure to check out our sponsors, theslotsquad.com, the exclusive place, the number one place for legal streamers in the United States for streaming casino games, and they have all the best sign-up bonuses for all the casinos. So if you're like us and you play on these online casinos and you like doing it, playing poker and sports betting and slots and all that, go to theslotsquad.com for all the exclusives. Uh, get in there, get some free money, some free match bonuses, all the deposit bonuses. Take advantage of all that free money out there. Go check them out. They support us, so please help them out. Thank you. On top of that, social media. Make sure you're following our social media, Nerdthusiast. That's our brand name. So we have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I don't even know. Discord. Do we have a Discord? I think we have a Discord. I don't know. Go follow them all, literally. Just go follow all of them. Uh, make sure that you also support us through Patreon.com or slash Nerdthusiast. Uh, that's where you can get exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage. Uh, every month we put exclusive videos and content on there, polls that you guys get to vote on for what our topics are going to be. So for just like a dollar a month, you can do that. So check that out for sure. Word. Word. We're back, dude, again. Back again. New, you're beardless now. I know. I feel like a little baby, dude. I think we went over this last year, too. I know, and every year we're going to do it, man. Because It's, so, it's, it's a, such a big change because... I mean, I don't see you every day, but, but yeah. when I see you going from a beard to clean shaven, I'm like, dude, I don't even recognize. And you know what it is too, and like I have so many people say it to me. I, I literally probably four or five people said it to me. My beard comes in really dark. Yeah. So it like it's <laughs> it makes my features of my face come out. People are like, do you dye your beard? I'm like, no, I literally don't dye. It just comes in this black. It's like straight black beard. Like it's darker than my hair. So. That's a good thing though. No, it is good. I don't have a lot of grays in there. And yeah, stuff, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at the same time, it just it's it is a complete change when I mix it up every January. So, but you know, maybe we'll bring it back for the WSP. We'll bring back the uh, playoff beard, like the hockey playoff beard. We'll do it for Vegas. I don't shave for the month. Yeah, I mean, I saw a post today from uh, Chad Holloway. Still no official schedule out, but we are 142 days away from the 2022 WSOP. Listen, I hate talking shit on WSP, but I love talking shit on WSP at the same time. I hate talking because I'm like, they're going to watch us and never sponsor us, never hook us Please. up, never give us a deal. <laughs> I get it. But at the same time, I blame them. For example, I'm going to throw us out there. WSP circuit event online in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. right? Um, they, you know, they do the monthly circuit events. Yeah, yeah. Literally, I think it was, I don't know what day it was, like last Thursday or something was day one of the event. Ask me when they started promoting the event. I know. That day. Yeah. They day started off. that day promoting the event. That was that night. I know. Like, what is happening there? Like, someone at the someone at the board office or someone, there's got to be a manager who's like, hey, by the way, next week's this coming out. Can you guys put some stuff on social media and, like, promoting it a little bit? I mean, listen, I'm not even in Pennsylvania, but, like, I feel like if I was, a, if was, on, if I was an everyday grinder and I got to plan out my schedules, like, I, I want to know when what events are going What's on. What's coming up? Yeah, and, and if you're like us and you have kids and a family and stuff, like if you want to play the Friday night $300 double stack, like you got to get approval or you got to make sure the night's clear or your <laughs> yeah, kid doesn't yeah, have seriously. like uh, movie time. You know what I mean? Like we got to know this shit ahead of time. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that it's it's basically almost February and we still don't have – we don't even have the main event date out yet. What's crazy is this. In the world that we live in now where the spread of information is pretty much instantaneous – just throw something out there. You could easily pay an intern or some schlub to throw out a two-paragraph thing like, hey, guys, 
WSOP schedules common. Stay tuned. Due to be re- released on X, Y, and Z date. Like, yeah. give us something <laughs> yeah, to a, look forward to, dude. Throw so that we know. Bit. Throw like, a little bit of meat in the cage so that we can survive for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, we said we said it last year. I think we had the same exact conversation, but it's even slower now. But yeah, put out the main event. Put out the day when it's going to start now. You don't even need all the little details. But like, hey, we're going to start on this day. We're going to end on this day. So yep. if you're going to book a trip, do it somewhere. This is now. where you're at. This is where you're at. Yep. And it feels weird. You know, like, obviously, we were just there, and we're going back, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually going back for March Madness weekend. I just figured that out today. So uh, I will be there for March Madness weekend. I haven't looked if there's any schedules yet for any tournaments. I hope there's something going on that weekend. I would love to jump and stuff. If not, worst case scenario, I'm just going to be a degenerate watching college basketball weekend. I hope you're so, not staying at Resorts World. <laughs> I, I'm staying at the win. But speaking of Resorts World, that is our that is our actually our monthly. Yeah, we're up on that. That's our review for this for this episode. Resorts World. Resorts World. So we try to do a poker room review. We talk a little bit about of our experiences of where we've gone to. So when we were in Vegas, we went to resorts world see i think i have a different opinion than you so i'll let you start on what you so i mean i I don't want to i don't want to like bad mouth the entire casino i'm really only bad mouthing the poker room. oh here we go and again we're it's a poker podcast like yeah the people want to know about the poker room and and we said it before in our last you know in our last podcast like i was on my own little sidebar wsop cash room poker tour when i was in vegas this most recent trip so my goal was to get to all the places that I hadn't visited. I mean, and we talked about it. Flamingo's poker room was closed, so I had to go elsewhere to play. So the one night, uh, you you played there nightly or whatever, and, and came over. And listen, the casino is beautiful. It's a brand new casino. Like, it can't it can't be a shithole, you know, from from Jump Street. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> So I want to give I want to give Resorts World the credit where credits due. It's beautiful, like it's it's premier. It it's you huge. know what I mean. It's it's huge. it's huge and it's really really nice. I do have some positive things to say about it, but the poker room aspect. Yeah. What what did you not like about it, dude? It reminded me, and it and again, I don't want to badmouth it. It it, it reminded me of the Taj. Why? For multiple reasons. Just the atmosphere, the people there. Like the players, mm-hmm. it didn't have that like welcoming vibe when I first got there. I honestly felt oh, so like you, you mean more like the clientele was like very like uh, like who's this guy? Like you know, get the I, hell out of here. It was kind of deal. It, like I felt like honestly, I felt very out of sorts there. And the only reasons why is because like when I first got there, like it was packed. The room was packed. There was a waiting list. Everything. First dude I see is the is the guy that was. That was sitting at the nugget that was stacked up with his boy and he was angling with his boy. Oh, they remember? Were angling. Yeah, they were angling. He was right he was at the first table I saw playing like a two five game. And I'm like, oh, are these the type of people that come to Resorts World? So, quick story. I get sat down, right? I play one three, you're in the tournament, a couple of our other buddies are playing, and I'm in the ten seat. So I'm right next to the dealer, and there's a guy to my immediate right. And it was like probably like the first or second hand folds around and I'm in the big blind. He's in the small blind and he's on the phone. Right. Mm. So I'm like, you chop. He doesn't answer me and he throws a dollar in. And I'm like, okay. Like, so we play it out. Right. Winds up being like a totally 
shipboard. There's hardly any money in the pot. He's betting at it. I caught a piece. I call whatever. Anyway, it goes to showdown. He completed with like eight, seven offsuit, right? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, really? Like, you 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 called a chopped pot on a full a full ring in a full ring with eight, seven offsuit. So I'm like, okay. And he's like, giving me shit. He's like. Um, oh, I'm not even paying attention. I'm on the phone trying to make a 1.2 million dollar deal selling wow. a house and a property. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And you're playing a one-three game. Like, yeah. oh, this is nothing. This is funny money. I don't even care about this. So I'm like, okay. And everyone else at the table is looking at me like I'm insane. And I'm like, wow. And I'll say this: like, we didn't talk about it in pet peeves, but like one of my biggest pet peeves is like, and you're in a cash game, and it's, it's there's no bad beat eligible hand. There's no high hand eligible hand. What's the point of playing a blind versus blind heads up? Yeah. If it's not even worth it. So, needless to say, I get up, I move. Well, that's dealer and manager. They got to say something there. You know what I mean? They got to say something like, "Hey, get off the phone. Get off the phone." So, I move to another table. I sit down. The girl to my right has a shirt on. It says poker. Right, <laughs> I'm like, hey, let me ask you a question. And listen, I've already had a few drinks at this point. She's like, what? I'm like, do you chop? She's like, no. And I'm like, wait, are you serious? She's like, heads up is my favorite kind of poker. And I'm like, where am I right now? Like, I've honestly felt like I was in the twilight zone. Like, there was like a dude at my table. He was in a wheelchair. He was passed out. I'm like, is this dude like? What is going oh, so, on? So you had more issues with, like, the clientele. In the room, yes. Okay, okay. Yes. The room itself was nice. I mean, it was new. It's yeah. just the people I was playing with, I was like. You were expecting more, like, touristy kind of thing, and it was probably, like, a bunch of regular degens. A bunch of reg degens. Like, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't what I expected it to be, is what Okay, I'm okay. So I understand now where you come from. So just a little background. Resorts World just opened up recently. This is uh, the newest poker room in las vegas it has 30 tables it's nice it's clean uh it's 24 7 uh little side note the night that i was there was the biggest daily tournament they ever had so i was in it did i win no but i was in it so i made history right jumping back to uh by the time you watch this there's another video on youtube where the guy that set the world record for the most hours logged at a poker table in a consecutive manner uh he set the guinness book of world records Go check that out. That's actually on our Nerd Enthusiast page. He did that at Resorts World, and that actually started the day after we were there, which I wish, you know, I could have crossed paths with uh, his name is Zach, um, and we could have talked a little more about that. But things that I liked about it, I liked that they have a cage there. I like that they have a daily tournament because obviously a lot of places aren't having daily tournaments. Uh, they spread, I mean, it was pretty much like 1-3, and I think there was like 1-5-10 game going or, or whatnot. It, yeah, most of it was low limit, yeah. you know, 1-3, 2-5. And then, they, so it was like, what, what, a high roller room, I guess, that, that area in the they back? They had like a little section for that. Mm -hmm. I yep. like when they do that. I, I do like when rooms exclusively cater to bigger players for that reason, because then it attracts bigger people bigger people yeah. to the mm -hmm. tables absolutely you know when they have their own private area i like that the cage was in there uh one thing that i do like and i'm 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 shifting more my ways man i like poker atlas a lot more lately than i do the bravo app i don't know if you've messed with poker atlas a little well. bit so just the like the way they run tournaments through poker atlas it just updates quickly it's just you know it, it shows you more details more information and especially if you're watching at home like on your phone like you can see it's, cl it's cleaner yeah yeah it's mm -hmm. a lot like it's more 2022 whereas bravo app is like 2012 see that's the thing too with the bravo app 
and again, I'm not knocking it, but I found so many inconsistencies in the time on the Bravo app mm-hmm. and the actual time on the time clock at times. Yeah, they just need Bravo app just needs to update their stuff and just bring it back to you know where we are. But Poker Atlas is more the mainstream, and I keep seeing more and more casinos starting to it. use it. Yeah, and so I did like that Resorts World used the Poker Atlas compared to the others. I didn't have any problems, man. I mean, personally, I mean, the tournament was was fine. I mean, I had fun playing it. I didn't, couldn't get anything going. I went, ran a little bit deep, but I think you guys left at that point. Yeah, because I was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I seriously was like, I could have got a bullhorn and be like, guys, we are out of here. Let's get out of this place. I hate this room. <laughs> I hated it. Well, maybe you take a second shot and maybe I'll change your mind. But, I mean, it's, it, it's clean. It's nice. The hotel, you know, the casino... It's kind of got a weird layout. It's like it's almost like a warehouse. It's like straight down. It's it's got a weird like most casinos I'm used to. Like it's confusing. They do that on purpose supposedly, like so you get lost in the pits and things like that. This is like a straight shot. Mm-hmm. It's yep. a little different than what I'm used to, and it's real. It's think of just like a warehouse. It's lit- and it's everything's even and straight, and everything's like all the casino floor is like right in the middle. So I did notice that there was a lot of like w- like wall space yeah like like they're obviously new so they're probably kind of just building it up mm-hmm. but there was a lot of like empty area in certain sp- in certain yeah, areas it, it, of the of the casino it was definitely more spread, spread out, out than what yep. i'm used to as well mm-hmm. so i mean you know take that as however you will like i don't know if, the, if you like it but it was, it was very uh just straightforward the way it was laid out but it is the place is massive the right? one thing that i'll give them credit for and when i got there i was starving so the first thing i did was like after i like got my chips and got my seat or whatever I went to eat. They have like a like it's called famous foods, like street eats, mm-hmm. and it's basically like a whole bunch of like food trucks that oh, okay. have been like converted into like mini restaurants. That's cool. And dude, the selection that they had available to you was was like great. So they had um, noon tong key. Oh, you Mots, got your notes over there. Mots Look at you. Look at you. Um, a dumpling joint, and then obviously the other thing. So I I wound up getting um. The dumplings, bomb, loved them. Um, my other buddy, he wound up getting like a meatball sub from Mott's Bar, and it was like pretty reasonable. You know, it was like 10, 15 bucks for, for a meal. And the way they did it is like, I mean, you could have you could have paid with cash, but you had the option to like. Oh, yeah. You like, can load the card, right? Yeah, load the card up, all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. So, so, so yeah, you're, you have your player's card. Resort, that's a different thing, too. They do. Some places are trying to do this. Your resort's card, you can upload to your, like, phone. And then you can – it's basically like an app. And then you can load your app with money and then play it through that. For me, that's a little dangerous, I feel like. I feel like I just want the cash in my hand, what I want. That's it. Do or die. That's it. You know what I mean? But you can, up, you can like, re-up your uh, account straight from your card. And the only other thing I had about it was their sports book. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to check it out. I did not. Dude, it's enormous. Really? And they have, like – it's literally, like, a wall of flat-screen TVs, like, all different sizes. It's kind of like a – um what's that called what's, it's like a there, there's a name for like where you have like a bunch of different pi- like pictures of your family but it's like they're not uniform it's like okay. that it's like they have like a big one a little one and like a medium-sized one it was legit it looked really cool I, you know what i did not it's, i kind of wandered a little bit around and i did not run into the uh sports book i did not see that yeah it was but legit that was a little review of resorts world Go check it out for yourself. You know, make your own opinion. See what you think. Uh, but I'm sure we'll be back there in the future. They haven't announced any, like, major series or anything like that. So 
if they do have any kind of major tournament series, that kind of might uh, we might be back for something like that. I mean, I think the only thing working against them is their location. Like they're yeah. really far down the strip. They're like at the far end, like past past the wind, past the Venetian. Like, yeah, down near the stratosphere. Like down that way. Yeah. I mean, I had to take an Uber to get there. I mean, I sh- I'm sure I could have walked. But That's a far walk. That would have been a hike from a far from walk. the center strip. All right, going on to our next one, we got uh, some mail call. If you would like to uh, send us some mail, you are more than likely uh, that we will open it for you, as long as it's nothing weird. But if it's poker-related, we will do a mail call. So this came from uh, Poker and Chill. That's the name of the company. First off, I say it out there, we are not paid by them. We are not um, paid to say this or anything. Uh, they are an apparel company. Uh, I'm going to read you a little bit about Poker and Chill here because they got a website. So it's poker, like the letter N, chillapparel.com poker n chillapparel.com i'm sure we'll put it in the uh pop up here or we'll drop it in the kind of like n sync it's gonna be me yeah exactly <laughs> so poker and chill apparel you can also go to poker and chill uh gmail.com if you want to get a hold of them they have a decent selection looks like here so i saw them through social media uh, i'll just read you their mission statement here our goal is to bring people together with the idea of being able to share the poker experience and let it be spoken through poker and chill stylish brand furthermore it comes to the quality of the apparel brand so that customers can experience a full lifetime of their purchase purchase merchandise we stand behind our product 100 guaranteed we want to give our customers 100% satisfaction and give them an opportunity to share their message with fashion, comfort, and freedom through Poker and Chill. Founded in 2019, so it's a newer company. Uh, it's headquartered in New Jersey, our home state, and um, it's uh, founder-owned and profitable. So they uh, sent us this. Uh, they have some funny stuff on there. <laughs> yeah. So I, Okay, so the one you're looking at there... He asked me, he's like, what shirt would you like me to send you? I, so, so I got a regular shirt because it's like, I don't know. The one is like. Oh, my God. I would have got a donkey one. Are you well, kidding me? I just got a regular one because I want. I told him, I said, I just want to show off your brand, whatever. But he has one, and it's basically, without getting too graphic, it's like two stick figures going at it, and it says, like, I'm all in. So I forget what I even told him to send us, but. Let's get it, uh, let's get it open here. Fresh open. Oh, you know what? I. You. I forgot I did do this because I was going to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I did do it because I was thinking I was going to give you this oh, shirt. Yes. donkey shirt. I did. I was like, I'm going to give the guy the donkey. I'm going to give him the donkey shirt. He could rock it. Yeah, show him that. Yo, this is legit. I'll absolutely wear this. <laughs> Look at this shit. Look so, at yeah. that. So we got the uh, I call the donkey shirt. Uh, this is from Poker and style. Chill. Poker and Chill. Oh, it does say Poker and Chill on the back. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so I got that. I think uh, it might be a little big for you, but I figured you could rock yeah, it. Yeah, large will be good. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, so uh, we got the... I did, you know what? I did get that. I remember I was like, I'm going to give it to him on stream. I appreciate you thinking of me, dude. I Listen, that's selfless act of you, by you. I said he's a donkey. He gets a donkey shirt. That's why. <laughs> and I would have got a donkey one. <laughs> so it's pretty sweet, right? I'm wearing that tonight. There you go. Look at that. That's legit. So, yeah, we're not paid to say that. We just, listen... We're all about supporting the community. We want to get uh, stuff out there. So if you guys got some kind of brand or you want to send us something, we'll open it up on stream. We'll check it out. You know, we'll give our honest opinion of it. If we think it's shit, we'll say it's shit. But if we think it's cool like this, we'll say it's cool. Um, so, yeah, so check that out. You know, if you're in the community and you're looking for a fun little gift to somebody, uh, this is always something good to do. I got another little mini unboxing here. This is from a, a final tabled a, um, a global poker event. So we got, uh, we just got our uh, 
they send out a they send out little things when you make like final tables and stuff. So this is my second bounty pin. Uh, it was a bounty tournament on Global Poker. So that's the other thing we got in the mail. Uh, I'll make sure to add this to my hat, my little bounty final table. But I mean, Global Poker again, not paid to say this, but they do cool shit like this, man. And I think it's just fun for like recreational players like myself um and other people that you know it's cool to get a little swag in the mail when you do something they send you a little congratulations uh little paperwork here saying you know hey congratulations for making final table and they send out stuff and obviously have a couple trophies in the background which we've done some unboxings for um but hopefully i can get another trophy soon we'll do a cool unboxing but for this month we just got a little cool pin and uh i'll be rocking that on my uh global poker hat so that's what I got for unboxing this month. You got a free uh, sweet T-shirt there. Yeah, so you thank can you that. again to Poker and Chill. I'll definitely be rocking this, and I'll be spreading your brand. This is cool. And there's, like you said, there's other T-shirts on there. Go check them out. Um, they're pretty funny. This, the hoodies look pretty cool, too. Yeah, I'm always a hoodie guy, man. No problem there. All right. Other thing we'd like to do on our show is we'd like to do movie review. This one was actually voted by the, the people on Patreon. So if you saw me say before... Patreon.com uh, slash Nerdthusiast. It's like literally you can pay. There's different things you can pay a month, but you get exclusive content. And just for like literally a dollar, everything you subscribe to, like a dollar a month, um, you can help support our channel and you get to vote on things. So one of the vote topics was because we've done some movie podcasts in the past, uh, poker related. We said, what movie, po uh, movie poker related would you like us to do next? And the vote went to Maverick. So it had been a while since I seen Maverick. And let me start off by saying this. It still holds up. Bro, uh, listen. I mean, it's, we talk it, about it. I'm a 90s kid. You know, I love movies in the 90s. Came out in 1994. And I said this before. Like, there's certain movies that when you're flipping through and I see something, I'm always going to put it on. Like, I see Rounders. I'm going to put it on. Yeah. I see Terminator 2. I'm putting it on. Predator. Going on. Maverick is one of those movies. It doesn't matter if it's in the beginning, middle, or end. Um, I absolutely love this movie. Yeah, I'll do a little background, and we'll kind of get into it a little bit here. Um, directed by Richard Donner. Obviously, it stars Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster as the main two characters in there. It was released May 20th, 1994 by Warner Brothers. Critical commercial success, over $183 million worldwide. Uh, got nominated for Academy Award for Best Costume Design. It's set, obviously, in the Old West. And it's about an old-time uh, road gambler named Brett Maverick who basically is trying to get his money up to get into what would be like the World Series of Poker, but it's yeah. a main event on a, uh, a, a steamboat. A steamboat, And it's the story of him getting there and like all the shenanigans that are going along to get to that point. And then he plays in the tournament um, and gets there. But if you've never seen it, because I was thinking about it, and so it's like some of this stuff I'm like, ah, you know, everyone's seen this. But then again, I think about it, I'm like, we're old. This movie came out, so like if you're like right now, if you're 26 years old or younger, this was before you were even born. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of younger people there that probably have never seen this movie, and it is definitely worth checking out. Um, if you like cowboy movies, obviously it's cool, but it definitely is still relevant, and it's like you can watch it, and, and again, it, it holds up. It's not like you see me like, oh, this just looks so old. It still looks really good. It, it plays well. There's a lot of funny parts in it. That's it, and that's it. What I hate, like if you go to IMDb, it's listed as a western and or a thriller, and honestly, it should be listed as a western and a comedy. It is, a, dude. It, there's because, a lot of funny parts in there because it it's literally it's it's not it's not a thriller. No. By any by any means, it's it's a funny movie. Like it's I don't want to say it's a spoof on a western, but in in some in some sense it is. Spoilers. 
And it's based off of like a TV series that was played in the 1950s, right? So like they're doing a lot of nostalgia in it. And I don't know if, if anyone watched it. I'm sure no one's watched the TV show. My grandmother actually watched the show mm. when she was younger and when Maverick came out, she recognized that James Garner, who is he's also in the movie. Is that his dad? Is it's that his da- he plays his dad in Which, the film. We just gave a big spoiler alert. So you never oh. <laughs> Oh, that's like the biggest spoiler. Okay, spoiler. We're gonna uh, before the title, we're gonna have to put spoiler oh alert. Oh my god! <laughs> Whatever. It's too late now. The cat's out of the bag. Spoiler. It's I his dad. It. Anyway, but you know what, dude? It's one of those. It was one of those spoilers you never saw coming. No, you never. You never yeah, saw it coming. It, it definitely. I'm oh ex- I'll, I'll put it in the title. Don't worry. I'll put spoilers in the title because that's the big thing. But um, yeah, it's a lot of. Fun. There's like two. There's really like two main poker scenes in the movie. It's it's. I wouldn't consider it a poker movie, but it's the whole thing is built around Based this on this game, the big the game. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first one is in the beginning, and it's it's pretty funny. He shows up into a like a local little game, and uh, he's trying to get into the game. And you know, I could see this happening too. It's like you know, you got a bunch of hard asses, and they're like, you see some kind of flashy dude, and you're like, eh, we don't want you in our game, dude. You know, we don't know who the hell you are. So he kind of makes them a deal and says like, listen, I'll lose for the first hour. And, uh, you know, if you let me in. And well, he angles, he yeah. angles them. <laughs> yeah. Like, he absolutely angles them. That's what I love. And, like, I didn't get to it. But, like, James Garner, going back, he actually played oh, Maverick the in, the, in the original. Anyway, but that's what I love about Mel Gibson's character in the movie is that he plays the role so well yes. of, like, just, just like the buffoon, but at the same time, he's like, you know, that he's got an edge on. Yes, every he plays dumb in all these scenes. There's a lot of scenes. He, that's his, that's his style. He plays dumb, and but he's very sharp about it. What he, he's got a plan behind what he's doing, and there's so many times in the movie that there's like a scene like, oh shit, he now, and then like you're like, oh. He had a plan, like the Indian scene. I'm oh, like, I love that. Part, yeah, when they dude. roll up and you're like, oh, they're about to, and he starts like talking to him. Oh man, it's so funny. <laughs> like the, you know, but then Jodie Foster plays a great role in it too. She does. She's like this. Um, she's a rogue gambler as well. Like a Southern Belle. Yeah. yeah. Well, but she's like a hustler though. She, she. She's also yeah. She's like a con man. Yeah. yeah. So she's a con artist herself, and they're like both conning each other, and it's funny because they keep stealing each other's stuff. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of comedy in it too, but then they go into it and the goal is when I was trying to like try to figure out like what that would be worth today, but the main event is $25,000 buy-in and it's set in like the 1840s, I guess, or something. I don't know the exact time frame when it's set, but it's probably about like 1840s or, um, 1800s is one of the, uh, time frame. Let me see if I can see real quick. But uh, they're trying to get into this $25,000 tournament. So I'm like, what is that? What would that be today? Like. What would that be the equivalent to? Like half a million dollar buy-in? No, that's how much it was because there was there was twenty people. There's there's twenty no, people in the tournament. I know. What I'm saying is it was a twenty five thousand dollar buy-in oh, to get saying. in. What would th- what would be today? Probably like five five mil, maybe even more. Like something ridiculous. Um, yeah. So I don't know what that'll equate to today. Someone's gonna have to comment below and figure out it's the probably math. Probably ten x of value, I would think. Yeah. So some, I don't know something. Well, 10x would be 250,000, be a quarter million buy in then. No. Oh, you talk, I'm talking about the prize pool. I'm oh, sorry. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh okay. Saying. I was going to say, yeah. So the prize, it was probably, yeah, it was probably like a quarter million buy in. Be like a super high roller today, is yeah. exactly what it'd be. So they're trying to get into this like super high roller event, $25,000 buy in. 
um, and they're trying to get there. He's short money, so he's trying to do some like side hustles to get his money up to get there. And it's all the shenanigans that go along with getting there. And then, you know, just when you think it's going to go right, there's like all these plot twists and like who's screwing each other over and mm-hmm. like everyone's got an edge and, and things like that. So, I mean, it's spoiler alert, so we're already there, but we'll talk about, I guess we'll talk about the final hand. You want to talk a little bit about that from what you can recall from it? Uh, so they're what? They're down the three-handed? Yeah, so they're like the main protagonist... Um, the, and then the the villain, who's the villain, you'll, and the, you'll know who he is. And he's uh, uh, Doc Ock. Andrew Andrew Molina is that his name? Yeah, he's from uh, Spider Man series. Yeah, yeah Doctor yeah. Ock. You'll recon- you actually you won't recognize. I him didn't recognize him at first because I think I think he's way younger in it. Yeah, and they also I, I I think that they put makeup on him to make him look a little bit more Hispanic. Oh, okay. Um, and then the guy who's actually running the tournament, he's his name in the movie is the Commodore. So they're down to three-handed, um, and he sees Maverick sees the dealer cheating. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So he realizes that the hands are set up. Okay. So they're playing five-card draw, and so the main captain of the boat, he's got quad eights. Yeah. No, he has two small pair. Oh yeah, yeah. That's he call, yeah. He pulls that because I got two small pair, eights and eights. Um, and then the other dude, the main villain. Uh, he's got a straight flush to the seven. Mm-hmm. Now, Maverick, this is what I understand, though, because Maverick's got 10 Jack, Queen, King of Spades, right? And he needs one. He needs the Ace of Spades. So I guess I guess he assumed, I guess they assumed, because he's going to be dealt a final card, and it obviously isn't going to be the Royal that he was supposed to be dealt. So I guess he assumed that he was just going to be pinning a lot of money and drawing to this hand. Well, every, they were all, all, all three of them were all in. Before the, before the deal. No, no. He gets the final card, and he doesn't look at it. And then he goes all in. But he asked for a new deck. He's like, he's like, I'll take he's like, I'll take one card, but I want it from a new deck, and I want him to deal. Yeah, yeah. And then they get a new deck. No, no, they don't get a new deck. He just slides it off the top. Because he, he goes, he goes, I can't allow you a new deck, but you can choose a dealer. And then he goes, I choose you to deal. And then he goes, okay, I want one off the top, though. Yeah. So I was trying to do the math. Okay, so it's like this, right? Because he had one card left. So, he, obviously, a nine of spades or an ace of spades is going to give him the winning hand. So, that's two cards giving him a winning hand. And he's already seen one. I guess he discard probably because it's a five-card draw. So, he's already seen one card. Those guys have both seen um, five cards each, right? So, that's 11 cards out of the 52-card deck, right? Yep. So, there's 40 cards left, and he has two cards that will make his hand pretty much. That he knows, like, he knows it's a setup. Yeah. So he knows in his head he needs that ace or nine. He already knows this. So there's two cards out of twenty. So he be, or uh, out of forty, right? Did I say that right? Out of forty cards, give or take. So he knows that he has about a one in twenty shot that that top card is the card he needs. But he knows that because he was dealing from the middle of the deck that those cards are probably towards the top because he doesn't want him to base deal or miss deal those. So realistically, he had like a one in ten chance of pulling that card. Yeah. And I mean, he, the, you know, the way. I don't think again, we overthink. I'm overthinking. You have to watch it a couple times. Like, spoilers. 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 The Commodore and yeah, the Commodore. That was the Commodore name. and Angel was his name. Yes, yes, Angel. They were working together. Yeah, which we didn't know. Another spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers everywhere. Kill me. <laughs> 
They're all working together. Oh it's all God. fucked up. But the, the, they're working together, and you don't find that out until after afterwards. Mm. It was a bunch of two time, and everyone was yeah, stabbing each other in the back. Yeah. But anyway, long story short, he does this. He does this trick where he puts his hand over it, and then he takes the card and flips it over, and he throws it in the pot. It was like the perfect ending to a story. And imagine being like, you know, 13, 14 year old kid mm-hmm. watching that thing. You're like, what? Like, you don't know, like, the whole gist behind the movie. That's why I loved it so much. Is like the ending was so great. There, there's a couple other things that um, I went to throw in there. And one of them was kind of, if you watch it now, and what's funny because my son picked up on it, but he didn't understand why. And so if you're watching now, you probably wouldn't understand this. But um, and they didn't put it into the credits until you actually saw the movie. So at the same time, uh, this movie came out. The other big movie that Mel Gibson was a part of was the Lethal Weapon series. Yeah. Well, Richard Donner, the 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 director of of this movie, yeah. directed Lethal Weapon. Yeah. So yeah. there's a scene where there's a bank robbery, and in comes Danny Glover as the bank robber. And there's a scene where they look at each other and they go, like, kind of like, do I know you? Like, yeah, it's and like an like, Easter egg. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like a little yeah. Easter egg. And then the other thing I didn't realize, so I just read it right now. The uh, one of the other bank robbers was Corey Feldman. Oh, I really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I just read it right now. They were uh, it was uncredited, but uh, Hal Ketchum, Corey Feldman, and Danny Glover. And there's an also there's a line, another Easter egg, when Danny Glover goes to get on his horse and he's like running out with the money. He goes, Ah, I'm too old for this shit. And that's his famous line from Lethal Weapon. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. that's something. But my son picked on. He's like, Why are they looking at each other, Dad? Do they know each other? And I'm like, Oh, it's from another movie. So that was a little side thing. If you watch the movie like that, that was in there. Uh, that you it's funny you said that because I didn't know Corey Feldman was in it. I just saw that too but right now. Richard Donner also directed Goonies. Ah, there you go. So yeah, so like little see that's so cool, man. Like you know, doing that kind of stuff. I love when they do that stuff in movies and they just throw like little cameos of people in there. Yeah. Like, you know, and it says also country singers also cameo including Carlene Carter as a waitress, Wayling Jennings and Kathy Matea as a gambling couple with concealed guns. Reba McIntyre was in there. Yeah, she's in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, what part was she? She must have been in because when they're in the gambling scene at the end, with the there's a huge crowd there, so I'm sure there's a lot of people in there that I miss. Vince Gill, Janice Gill, were spectators. Clint Black. So, yeah, there's a bunch of uh, different people in there, but yeah, I, it still holds up, man. And then I was thinking about, it, I'm like, dude, how cool would that be if they did a like? I know they do gambling boats. You know, I knew that. I know they still have that down south, and there's that's still a thing. But that would be cool to have like an old time championship like on a boat like yeah. that. That would be pretty cool. Well, I don't think I th- I think that the boat that they used was like the last remaining steamboat in here, the United here States we go. or something the, like that. It was uh, okay. So here, um, all right, the steamboat used in the film, dubbed the Larn Bell, was the Portland. That's the real name. It's the last remaining Sternwell tugboat in the U.S. At the time, it belonged to the Oregon Maritime Museum in Portland. Over several several weeks, the boat was decorated to alter its appearance to resemble a Mississippi-style gambling boat, including the addition of two decorative chimneys. In August 1993, the production requested permission to film the scenes on the riverboat along the Columbia River in Washington State. The artificial smoke released by the poach boat's chimney was considered to violate air quality laws in washington oregon and required approval for the scenes before they scheduled filming in 1993 so there you go a little background information there yeah I, I i thoroughly enjoyed it again i've seen it i don't know a dozen times yeah yep and it's still a fun movie i mean just kind of wrap it up like don't let i mean don't let obviously i don't even want you to watch this because i already ruined it but <laughs> if you if you're like ah whatever i'm gonna check it out don't let 
the fact that it's a Western throw you off because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I hate Westerns. And it's like, it's not, yeah. it's not your typical traditional Western. Like that whole end of things isn't even like a part of the plot. It's, yeah, it's, there's it's, so much other stuff. everything stuff. else behind yeah. uh, it. So every month we've been doing a little NFT section about what's going on, what we're seeing, what we're investing in, what's going on. And this is one we found out a couple months ago now um, that we've been going into. We'll talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. Is it V? Is you pronounce it Vive or Vivi? I don't even know, but it's V-E-V-V. I think it's Vivi. I'd say Vivi. So it's V-E-V-E. Because if you look at the, it's the two capitals in the name, V. The app V V Veve maybe Veve I I don't know but it's something so what do you, what do we got there well, it's V E V E so again Anthony already said it we are we always try and highlight on an NFT of the month so to speak but this is actually like the marketplace so VV which we'll stick with is uh, a, a a marketplace that you can utilize to purchase digital collectibles in the form of NFTs so um. We didn't come on to this until recently, but from looking back, it's been kind of active since the fall of 2020, um, and they did a ton of really premier drops. And again, if you don't know about it, they have licensing agreements with Disney, with Marvel, with uh, they had Coca-Cola, um, some things from the Cartoon Network, Pixar, DC, Star Wars. They have they have the exclusive, and so they're the only site that I've seen that have had this. Like for the most part, so they like they have that locked in. Whatever kind of deal they got with them, it's locked in right now. Because they, I mean, they even got like Back to the Future, all Universal. kinds of stuff. Yeah, like it sucks that we got into the game as late as we did because a lot of the stuff that we would have loved to have gotten our hands on has since come and gone and dropped. And that's not to say that there isn't going to be future things that's worth getting in on. Um, but again, when we first, when we first, uh, it was brought to our attention, it was right before they did like a golden moments, Disney drop. Yeah, it was huge. So it was basically like these golden collectibles of various, um, I would say like important moments in the history of Disney. So like they had an R2D2 and a C3PO, they had um, like uh, Iron Man, like a Marvel Iron Man. They had a Bart Simpson, like skateboard and something. Um, they had Elsa. They had a whole bunch of like iconic Disney characters in a gold statuette form up for sale. And everybody who was had an account with Vivi had an opportunity to get in and try and purchase one of these. The problem is, is that we didn't score any. Um, <laughs> and we learned shortly thereafter and i'm not trying to badmouth anyone we don't know for sure um we're just putting our own little spin on it it appears that it's not all fair market availability yeah so like if you don't know some of the other sites like DraftKings, there's like a pre-funded drop that you can get into so like maybe 30 minutes before the drop opens and then you basically sign up for the drop okay and then once you're in it just randomly draws and it says okay you got a ticket or you don't right like that's how it works with Vivi, which a lot of people complain about, it's not just us, you have to be there like the second it drops and you have to click it right away. And the problem with that is there's so many bots that even you can go on YouTube and search it. I had a, I had a Twitter debate with someone. He's like, yeah, there's no bots on there. I'm like, where are you living? Like, what do you want to understand? And if you go on YouTube, you can actually see people doing it. 
they're setting up bots on their computer to like snipe it. I mean, there's snipe bots that do the same thing for ticket sales and eBay sales. They do the same thing. Yep. They're doing this for this. They're able to click it right away. We have gotten lucky though. We 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 still are trying to get in. We've gotten some comics. We, ha- we, we have gotten some. We've yeah. gotten some some of the collectibles. Um, we've gotten some of the comics. But again, it's almost like I don't want to say it's cutthroat, but these things sell out instant, in, in instant. like instantaneously. So if you aren't there the second that countdown goes to zero to purchase one, the only way you're going to be able to get whatever it is that you're trying to buy is on the secondary market. Um, and again, you're never going to pay. Well, I can't say never, but you're unlikely to pay what the um, the mint price was. Right? You're always probably going to pay a little bit more, especially if um, it's a hot ticket item. So, like for example, do you want to talk about that the one Spider-Man? So. So there is a Spider-Man, uh, rare Spider-Man character that's on the secondary market right now with a floor price. Now, this the floor means the, the absolute lowest. lowest price for this collectible at $42,000. Yeah. Um, and we weren't in the game with Vivi when that was, it was dropped. But from what I've seen... I think that that one was on sale for four hundred at the time of the drop. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the collectibles range in price. We've seen some that are fifteen bucks. We've seen some that are, um, I think the highest we've saw was like a hundred. Yeah. But again, it's not. I say bucks. It's actually gems. Yeah. So when you load up an account, you you make your initial deposit, and it's one for one. They don't take like a like a rate or anything like that. So if you put a hundred dollars in. You get hundred. You get hundred gems. Um, the problem is, is that there's no withdrawal though right now. No. And so they say that it's coming. You know, they did the same thing with Theta Drop, and that eventually came out. But they say that the the uh, be able to take out funds will eventually come there. So we're building our role right now in hopes. And here's my thing. I I mean, they're they're gonna have to because they they must have some kind of they have all these deals uh, with these major companies so there's got to be something there that's, absolutely that's going to be coming where you're going to be able to buy and sell and i think there's going to be more to it but they have put out there that you know it is coming there is going to be a way to withdraw your mm-hmm. funds directly into a wallet or into your direct deposit however you're going to do it yep but that that's coming but they just have all these deals and pretty much now from what i've seen they're dropping like Two to three times a week. Yep. It's usually at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, generally speaking. Um, they do do some art projects and things like that, maybe once every two weeks. But mostly they do a comic book drop every week, and then they'll do some kind of like, you know, like he said, like a Disney drop or, or Spider-Man or like a James Bond drop, something along those lines. I like the comics, though. I think that... I think that's all. It's awesome. I actually like. I read them before I end up selling them or flipping. That's them. the thing. Yep. But I go through them. Like they have all like the first edition of like the first. Um, like right now I have a Daredevil, like an old school Daredevil one that I got that I just read. Yep. And they sell for what six dollars? I think they're they, six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. Yep. And then even if you get like a crappy one, like the common, okay, you're still gonna flip it for like twenty twenty five bucks. So you're gonna make a little bit of profit. But now if you get lucky to get like a rare one. Or like a secret rare one, you'll get anywhere from like one hundred to two hundred dollars yeah. uh, yep. for that initial six dollars. So even if you can get one of these a month, right, you're probably going to make between twenty and a hundred bucks a month just by doing this. Yeah, I mean, and that's if that's if you're in the market to flip. Yeah, because there's a lot of people out there that are collecting these solely to collect them. Because again, you've already said it. This site of all the sites out there. It, even though it doesn't have that withdrawal feature, and I know that probably will like shy people away from it, 
it's the most legitimate because of who they've affiliated themselves with. Do you think Disney is going to allow an like an NFT marketplace to sell products representing Disney? That's going to be like that's bankrupt. That's going to be like bank. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. They're going to sweep the rug out from underneath you, and, and all your gems are going to be worthless. Absolutely not. No. Um. So yeah, it's, it's here to stay. So. I mean, it's it. Like I said, it it's legit, especially if you're like a nerd like me. Mm-hmm. I have hundreds of comic books in like hard form. Um, you can get like a digital, a digital version of it. And there's only so many that have been minted. So like, it's almost like a one, it's, it's a very unique one of a kind thing for something that a lot of comic book collectors might never possess. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it's cool. It's cool just to have it and look at it and, you know, decide, but it, and it looks really clear too. It's like really done nice and you know, so keeping those comics in your digital collection is pretty cool, and then you can you know transfer them or sell them or whatever you want to do in the future. But yeah, I think I think it's and Marvel's obviously not going anywhere either. I mean, they're making about a million movies a year, so oh no, absolutely yeah. not. And I'm I'm sad that we didn't get on the Ghostbusters drop. They do Ghostbusters. I, know. We missed I would that. like to be in the Back to the Future one. Yeah, the Back to the Future Star Trek is another one. So they have all these major titles under their NFT belt and. I think they're going to have a real advantage going forward because of that. You know, at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's cool if you have a million dollar, uh, um, you know, weird NFT or whatever. But in the long run, like these name brand ones are the ones that people are going to collect 20, 30 years from now. They're going to be looking for this stuff, not like some fad that happened for about six months. I know. Um, The one thing that I did want to bring up that I've seen with a lot of these sites is. Uh, they have like an augmented reality feature. So what that means mm. is, if you buy a collectible, um, it, it's like a 3D version of whatever it is that they're marketing for that particular month, and you can take that collectible and open it up in your photo screen, yeah, um, or your or, or or a video screen, and it'll actually show up on your phone as if like it's in the room with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like your Pokemon Go, but except yes, it's like it's it's yeah, it's just like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can make an area in your house where you like, let's say you have a wall and you want to store all your comics on the wall. You could like do that yes. and show all your nerdy friends when they come over and go, look at yes. this, and they're like, wow, dude, that's freaking cool. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not nerdy, but we we actually were able to s- score a holiday Groot. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, like a that. baby Groot, and my kids absolutely love baby Groot. Like I've watched that like. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 yeah, yeah, yeah. in the beginning? Yeah. Dude, I've watched that beginning where he dances. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding, like 100 times. My kids love it. But so, like, I took a picture with them at uh, Christmas time. Yeah, that's cool. With an augmented reality baby Groot. Um, I'm not going to show you because, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't want to show people's kids. Family but did they, did they think it was uh, cool? They were like, oh, he's in the room with us. <laughs> that's awesome. But it's cool. It's definitely it's definitely worth it. Like I said, they're not. They're not breaking the bank. Like some of these NFT projects out there, you have to pay hundreds of dollars to get one of these things. And you get a six $6.99 comic. Yeah. It's it's not. And even the retail, like on the secondary market right now, is not too bad. Like our not. buddy just got a DeLorean for like 90 bucks. I was like, that's not even that bad of a deal. Like people pay for like a $100 poster of like a DeLorean or, you know, different things that frame in their house. I'm like, that's not probably a bad investment because like, I can't really see him taking too much of a loss. Like, even if it took a loss, you probably still sell it, flip it for like 50, 60 bucks. That's the thing. And you, you know, if you do, if you do want to be a collector with the potential of like a long term flip, get on there, buy a bunch of the floor stuff, mm-hmm. and wait and just hold a it. couple years. Because, like I said, this, we've said it, it's not going anywhere. This is the future of collectibles. This is the future of gaming. Like, everybody's got their hands in this pot. 
um, especially with like the metaverse, like they're going to be transitioning a lot of these things to be used in like this virtual reality world, and all kinds of shit. I mean, get in now while the floor is low, because yeah. if you don't, you're going to be talking about it like, oh, missed the boat, Again. missed the boat. Yeah. So anyway, that's our uh, NFT. That's our poker reviews for the month. Uh, hopefully you enjoy all this and leave comments. Let us know what you think. Uh, we'll be doing another one next month and make sure you check out our YouTube videos. Make sure you follow all the nerd enthusiast brand, all the social media, make sure you follow us on Patreon because then you get to vote for what we do or throw out some ideas because you get a say because you're a part of the team and uh, make sure you spot, uh, follow our sponsors, the slot squad.com. So, all right guys, we'll see you on the next one. Peace.